Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be For Mephibosheth to call himself a dead dog. It means he thought of himself as low down, worthless. For him to be standing in front of a king, he felt was an insult to the king because I'm so low. I'm so nothing. Why would you have me in here? The dead dog he called himself. You can tell his sense of self-worth had been destroyed. Now, friends, I want you to take a hold of that for a minute because I know a bunch of you listening here to me right now you feel like you're nothing. You feel like you're completely worthless and you have no self-esteem. Mephibosheth was probably used to people walking past him, ignoring him, pretending like he wasn't there, looking the other way, pretending not to see him, making fun of him, actually, uh, or making him feel like he was invisible, less important than other people. It's obvious that he probably couldn't hang out with the other boys growing up because he couldn't run off and do the things they did. He probably got teased a lot. I mean, you can just hear the pain in his voice, especially when you look at what he said in verse 8. Notice Mephibosheth said, what is your servant? He did not say, who is your servant? He said, what? It's like he didn't even consider himself a who, a person, a dead dog, he said that he was. In his voice, that is the sound of long-running, deep, severe pain. You can hear it. And I know you felt like that at times. So I want us to recall, though, that David had made a covenant with Jonathan, Mephibosheth's father, in 1 Samuel 20 and 14. And you shall not only show me the kindness of the Lord while I still live, that I may not die, but you shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David. Look, David's enemies are conquered. That's exactly what Jonathan covenant his covenant was with David. Show favor to my family line. Don't cut them off. And so it pleased David to keep this covenant. You can see how David wants to do this covenant. And I want you to see how it pleases a king to make covenant. It pleases a king to favor someone through covenant. You see this? You see Jesus in here yet? Let's move along. And so David is showing his compassion to Mephibosheth, even though Mephibosheth thought he was worthless. David showed his compassion to him, his favor to him through covenant. But one actual good thing, though, about the pain that Mephibosheth went through, because I want you to own your pain. I don't want your pain to own you. Let's flip it. Good thing about Mephibosheth's pain that he had carried is that it humbled him down enough to know that bowing low and getting as low as possible was the right thing to do before a king. He called himself 
servant. He said, I am a servant. He called himself servant. And so because of that, David's compassion flowed through the covenant, the covenant he made with his dad, Jonathan. The compassion went through the covenant to a poor and poor broken Mephibosheth. Do y'all see Jesus in here? I hope you do. You better. (laughs) I'll expand on that. Let me expand on it now. Jesus made covenant with you, and though in sin broken, he extends his compassion to you, but it comes through the covenant. It comes through the covenant. Jesus died to make covenant with us. His compassion comes through his sacrifice, through covenant. And so by this covenant, David restored back. Isn't that good? He restored back to Mephibosheth what a lifetime of pain had taken away from him. He gave Mephibosheth his own personal estate. Did you see that? All the land he got, the land that had belonged to Saul. He also gave Mephibosheth the riches, the wealth of a royal pension. Wow. He was now being provided for according to the king's riches. As if that wasn't enough, he was invited to sit and dine at the king's table, which is the king's way of saying, I consider you a good friend. I consider you a friend. And to think that Mephibosheth had considered himself worthless, a dead dog. But through covenant, he was accepted. His shame and his insult that he had had all his life was suddenly removed. He was provided for. He was befriended. He was restored to great wealth and great value, great worth by the king when nobody else anywhere could do it but David. Mephibosheth had been put down for so long, but now the king lifted him up. Mephibosheth's life had been so uncertain, but now Mephibosheth had a sure place to stand. And so, once again, the Bible has given us a beautiful, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. This picture is wonderful. A great illustration so that we can see the invisible qualities of God, so that we can understand how the Lord God sees us. Friend, this is how the Lord God sees you, if you'll get low. And we can learn a lot from Mephibosheth. Understand that we have all been injured by sin. We've all been hurt, lame and so to speak, immobilized. We've all been hurt. We've all been pained. We've all experienced the rejection, the insult. But the compassion that Jesus has, he wants to restore you with it. He wants you to bring you back up through the covenant that he has made. What is that covenant? Hebrews 9.15. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions. Redemption means to bring you, buy you back, restore you back of the transgressions from the sin under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. Guys, King David called for Mephibosheth. Bring him here. Go get him. This is a picture of the king saying, bring me the one I want to extend my grace to. Bring me the one who's broken. Isn't that good? Friends, but let me me throw something at you here. Those of you that think you deserve eternal life, this eternal inheritance here, that you're not humble. 
You're not like Mephibosheth. You don't know yet that it's the right thing that you should bow before King Jesus. You're walking around proud thinking, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm the coolest thing that's ever been put on earth. I'm great. Everybody should want to be like me. I'm just too cool. You're not low. Oh, well, when Jesus shows up, I'll bow before him. With an attitude like that, you will not. No, you won't. You, that is a proud attitude. But if you consider yourself unworthy, not only of eternal inheritance, but everything you've got, everything you are, you consider yourself completely unworthy. I have done nothing that's good enough to even be in your sight, O king. Then like Mephibosheth, people like that who bow low in that kind of humility, those are the ones that the Lord God will extend his grace to. If you think you're the biggest, baddest thing there ever was, you're out. But if you'll get low and have an attitude like Mephibosheth did, you will be granted grace. James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, Scripture says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The humble get low. Friend, if you're proud, oh, look at my car, look at my job, look how much money I got. I am awesome. Everybody wants to be like me. You need to stop right there. You need to hit the pause button quick. I'm warning you. The Lord God is, is against you. It says he opposes the proud. He resists the proud. You don't want God to resist you. You want God to lift you up. You want God to give grace to you, but you're never going to get it if you have an attitude that you're better than everybody else. You ought to consider others better than yourself. Mephibosheth, he had a lot of pain. Friend, take your pain and stop trying to counter it by trying to be better than you think you are. Take your pain and own your pain. Don't let your pain own you. Let your pain show you who you are. You're not as great as you think you are. Get low before the Lord Jesus and realize, I am nothing. I am not worthy, O Lord, and let him lift you. Friends, I want us to understand that sin has caused pain in all of our lives. We all know that, we're, that we've, we've got trouble, okay? But all the insult and all the heartbreak, that pain is exactly what teaches us humility. Humility. You need to have humility. Stop walking around acting like you're better than everybody else just because you got more dollar bills. When you die and leave here, the dollar bills are going to stay. You're not taking it with you. Well, I'm going to enjoy it while I got it. Stop it. Don't be proud. Don't be proud. Mephibosheth, he considered himself unworthy. And it was this very humility that taught him when you're in front of a king, you get as low as you can. You prostrate yourself down low and call yourself a servant in front of the king. Too many people are running around not serving the king. If you're living your life not bowing before the king, not obeying his commandments that he gives in his word, first off, you don't even read God's word. How do you even know what the commandments are? You're too proud. I learned the hard way. I hope you don't have to learn the hard way, but get down low as a servant. Those who know that they're unworthy, they see their pain and they realize who they really are. I am a sinner. I failed. I messed up. Those who know who they are, they know they're unworthy. They are the ones who will bow before King Jesus. They're the ones that'll do it. And they will receive his compassion through covenant. Luke 22 and 20 says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. See, friends, King Jesus died 
for you to have this covenant. Don't think you're better than everybody else. Oh, when Jesus shows up or I show up in front of Jesus, I'll bow then. If you won't bow now, you won't bow then. Get it understood, my friend. I'm trying to drill it in. If you're not bowing before the Lord now, you won't bow when you see him either. You better get low. And so we saw that Mephibosheth was restored back. He was restored. Friend, that's a good word. Restored. Restoration. Refreshed. He was restored back from his lifetime of pain. And the Lord will do that for you too. Revelations 21 and 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. That is a good, good verse. I know you're hurt by something. Somebody hurt you so bad, but oh, Ray, you don't know. It's so bad, I can't even begin to tell you. That's okay. God knows. He will take care of that pain. If you'll get low, use that pain. Get low. Use the pain while you got it. It'll teach you humility. It'll teach you to bow. And also, Mephibosheth, he was provided for by the king. He was given his own personal estate. He was given a royal pension. Would you like to have a king do that for you? You can have it right now. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need, not some of it, not most, all your need, according to your riches. It's not what it says. According to his riches, the king's riches, according to what he's got in glory by Christ Jesus. Friends, you want a royal pension? In a royal estate, (laughs) you have an inheritance coming in Jesus Christ through covenant. He wants to extend that favor to you. He wants to lift you up. I know you've been through a life full of pain. He wants to restore you, and but it's going to be according to his riches, not yours. Stop walking around like you're better than everybody because you got all these riches. That's not what it goes by. It goes by his riches, not by yours. And if, if if that wasn't enough. I mean, Mephibosheth got all this. I mean, you could have said, I could have said, hey, look, stop right there. I'm good. I'll live well for the rest of my life. He still got even more than that because the king invited him to dine at the king's table as an intimate friend. Revelation 19.9, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the lamb. Oh, gosh, that's good. Whoa, (laughs) that don't give you gospel bumps. It gives me son. But if you came listening to me today, you were considering yourself to be worthless. You thought, man, there, what, what's my life? There, I have nothing. I want you to take that pain and I want you to turn it into humility. Stop letting that pain own you. Own your pain. Turn it around so that through the covenant that Jesus made, like David made the covenant with Jonathan, he wanted to use that covenant for somebody. Jesus made a covenant for you so that you can be accepted, so that you can be provided for instead of ignored and and cast off to the side, so that you can be a friend of God. And you remember how it says that Mephibosheth was invited to dine as one of the king's sons. He wasn't just invited. Oh, you come and sit. You can sit at the table. Now, the king has a really long table. Well, you sit way down there. No, 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 no. You come sit up here with me, sit close to me, the king, with my sons. If you're going to sit with the sons, that means you're treated as a a son. You're invited. 
into the family. Friends, when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, you get to be part of the family. You're adopted in. Do you see the gospel in this? I'm showing you the gospel from the Old Testament. John 1 and 12 says of Jesus, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right. Do you see that? The right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. (laughs) Friends, you get to sit down and, and as a son of God, friends in Jesus, you are royalty. And I often have people say that because it's so important because I know you're hurt. I know you've got pain and people have made you feel like nothing. They've beat you to a pulp and say, you're worthless. I want you to say right now, if you're listening to me, say, I am royalty. Say it. I am royalty. In Jesus Christ, you have a royal invitation to be invited, adopted into the family. And this royalty of God exceeds that of any royalty that's on earth. Say it again. I am royalty. And you'll get to be invited to dine with the Lord God as a son, as a child, one of his own children. Your royalty in the Lord God, your family. Mephibosheth was injured. He was in pain. He had hurt. He was rejected. His sense of worth was damaged, but the king restored him to great worth, great value. And the king was the only one that could do it. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Friends, Jesus is the only one. All that pain you have to be restored to this level, Jesus Christ is the only one. He's the king. He's the only one that can do it. He is it. He is the only way. Give your life to Jesus. Mephibosheth's life was so unstable, it was uncertain. But in the king, he found a firm place to stand. He found a place of refuge, a sure place of peace. Psalm 18.2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Oh my gosh. You want a firm place to stand? You look out there at the world right now. Everything looks crazy. Everything's all, everybody's all fighting and everything's unstable. Stock market up, stock market down, losing money here, losing a business there. And you're going to put your faith in money. Why? Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in him. Now, people had put Mephibosheth down. They had insulted him. They had shamed him. And that's why he was not too proud to bow. The king. Then, because of his humility, the king lifted him up. It's the humble who get lifted up, not the proud. You got to get low, very low, to be lifted up. First Peter 5 and 6 says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Friend, I want to tell you right now, the Lord Jesus cares for you. Nobody cares for me, Ray. Nobody ever has. Nobody ever will. Uh Uh-uh. The Lord Jesus is the only one that can care for you the way you need. He has the ability through his riches and glory. He has the power to raise you up. He has the power to restore what your life has stolen away from you if you will only get low. That's what I can't stress enough is get low. Get humble before God. 
You can't do it by trying to claw your way to the top. Oh, look how awesome I am. I can't, I went up one rung on the ladder. Well, your friend next to you may be going shooting all the way to the top of the ladder because he chose to get low and you didn't. Get low before God. Many people don't realize that God cares for them to this level, to this extremity, like we saw between David and Mephibosheth. They just cannot understand that God would care about them that much. The reason the story is in the Bible is so that you can understand just how much God values you, but you got to get right before him. He wants to reach to you his compassion through covenant. Why do so many people ignore God when they're looking desperately for somebody, somewhere, to care for them? And I think the best thing we can learn from Mephibosheth is his restoration, how the king here was able to heal his broken heart. Mephibosheth was a broken man. I'm a dead dog. I don't deserve to even be here. And the king restored him. The Lord wants to do the same for you. Psalm 147, 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. So, Ray, let's say the Lord lifts me back up from where I fall, and he lifts me up. Let's say he heals me, but Ray wants to keep me from falling back in it over again. What's to keep me from falling down all over again? All I got to say is you got to trust the Lord with that. You trusted yourself, and it never worked. You remember how Mephibosheth was given that royal pension, Philippians 4, 19, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I brought that up to you yet a second time because I want you to remember it's not dependent on you. It's dependent on him. It's what he's got. It's not what you got. God upholds it. You trust him with it. God upholds it. You trust him with it. Friend, I think that by now all your excuses should have dried up. (laughs) I think we've been through the ringer pretty well enough that you should realize that a What a good deal it is to trust the Lord Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Friends, I know you're aware of what God's wrath is capable of, but you don't need to be afraid if you will get low and get low and get low and say, Lord God, I'm not worthy. I am sorry. He wants to extend grace to you through covenant and restore you back and give you a sure place to stand in Messiah Jesus. That's why I say you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. You can be brought back, raised up by the Lord God. Father, we thank you for what you have done for us, dying on the cross. Forgive me, Father God. I am not worthy. I mean, Lord, that's just, that's just the point blank truth. But because you love to extend your grace and your compassion, then, Father God, I give you my life. Lord Jesus, take my life. I already ruined it. I can't fix it. I know that you can. I will trust you with it. Take it. It's yours. I will follow you. I will obey you. I will study your word. Friends, hear me. Study the word of God. If you do not care to read God's word, you don't really love God. Ray, that's pretty extreme. I know. It's extreme truth. If you don't study God's word, you don't really love him. If you don't care to know who he says he is, you don't really love him. Give your life to Jesus. He'll take over. He'll restore you. He'll lift you up. Give him your life today. I hope you can go out and tell people what you learned today in 2 Samuel 8. Don't just keep it for yourself. Go out there and share it with everybody you know. Tell them you know who they are. Go to them. Share them the love of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.